Welcome to the SF Weekly Podcast. I am Nick Veronin, your editor in exile, and I am joined once again by Kevin. Frickin' called it. Doom. Hi, Kevin. Hey. Hey there. I called uh, it. I called game. Yeah. Is that what I did? I gotta say, well, I'm eating my words, or at least I would be if uh, this mask wasn't in the way. I'm not mm, actually wearing no. a mask because I'm by myself. But, <laughs> Me too. Um, what I'm saying is you continue to exercise caution while uh, many others were packing dance floors, maskless. <laughs> and uh, now we've got this Delta variant thing. Um, it's not just the dance floors, maskless people's fault. It's also the the unvaccinated's fault. And it's yeah. just also the probably a little bit just the, the cruel and indifferent universe. <sighs> yeah. Fault. Yeah. No um, kidding about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I imagine in this instance, uh, it's not like you called the Delta variant either, but I mean, um, I think you would rather have not be wearing masks too right now. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I haven't been perfect in this either. I've definitely gone maskless uh, in situations. So I'm not, I'm not perfect in this whatsoever, but you know, uh, I've tried to just wear it when I'm out, uh, as much as possible because I mean, yeah, yeah, like for me, this is, uh, this has never really stopped. You know, I, I take public transit, uh, and I just, you know, I've just always felt that like, until everybody says the, the like real, okay, that this is over, uh, it's probably good to keep going. And so this Delta thing is, is freaky, man. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah. No, sir. I don't like it. Um, of course the Delta variant can cause what we're calling breakthrough cases where vaccinated people get sick and it's said to be more contagious. The metaphor going around the simile is, uh, as contagious as chicken pox. And while the vast majority of vaccinated folks aren't going to get sick, uh, at least not sick enough. They, I shouldn't say aren't going to get sick, shouldn't get sick enough to end up in the hospital. I am hearing stories. I've heard at least one or two of like, you know, 103, 104 degree fevers among vaccinated people. That doesn't sound fun. No. Do you have any, do you have any friends or stories, uh, you know, friends of friends? Um, not that I know of yet. Uh, and I really want to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't, it's, it's scary regardless of how you, you know, think of, Oh, I'm protect. Like it still could be something. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I, well, I will see. I wanted to ask you how you're feeling about this. Cause I mean, I, I talk to everybody about this when, yeah. when it comes up, but like, so I, I'm ping ponging. I like ping ponging every day. Like, Getting a bad cold and the flu is a part of life, right? Can't be avoided. But then I'm like, oh, but I, I have the ability to put myself in a good position to avoid this if I'm yeah. smart. Meaning, you know, continuing to hold off on gathering indoors, um, wearing a mask at the grocery store. And, you know, when you do have to go indoors, following the guidance of public health officials. And, um, you know, hopefully this will be the kick in the ass that the, the unvaccinated need to get vaccinated, go get fucking vaccinated. But then, yes, but then, but then, and I just keep ping ponging back and forth and it's just, it's really, it's an uncertain time. And, and that's I know. what sucks the most, I think. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way, you know, like, I mean, I'm trying not to get full blown panic because, you know, mostly everybody I know, as far as I know is protected, but, and 
it's just it's just that uncertainty like this whole thing feels uncertain again so it's just you know it's just the that feeling of being unsafe or unprotected regardless of vaccinated status you know so it's yeah it's it's anxiety producing and i'm so i'm mm-hmm. just trying not to focus on it as much as i can um one of the things that's been uncertain that that we focused on at the paper just this week um is uh outdoor concerts and so like I, I, um we have a story by veronica Irwin. she she spoke with george rutherford about whether outdoor concerts are safe and the answer is like well i think I think the answer is like, they're certainly safer than indoor concerts. That's, that's kind of where we're at. But um, Mm -hmm. I was talking with our editor in chief, Carly, and she brought up uh, her own sort of interesting anecdotal evidence um, or anecdote. I shouldn't say evidence, but like, you know, a lot of us went to those protests last summer Mm -hmm. in the wake of of George Floyd's uh, killing. And, um, you know, I, I, I remained mostly masked up, especially when I was like closer to people, you know, I pulled the mask down to, rub my face or whatever but um especially when i'm like close to people and no one i know got sick from going to one of those now that mm-hmm. was a different time right this delta variant supposed to be more contagious as I, as i said mm-hmm. um and it's also a little different than like standing you know picture yourself at like the band that you shelled out a hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> to see it outside lands not not any of the other bands that like oh cool that band's playing like, mm-hmm. you know, the band you, you paid to see and you want to get as close as you can. And you're like, you know, elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder. And you stay in the same place, like the whole set. And, you know, maybe you're fine, but maybe the person next to you, uh, is infectious and doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that's a little bit of a different situation than like a protest where, you know, you tend to be kind of like moving down the street. Right. You know, um, you know, and like, I mean, the protests don't look the way that Lollapalooza looked in Chicago last weekend. Mm-hmm, right, Those pictures right. were straight up pre-pandemic, in my opinion. Like you know, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it should be fine. You know, I'm saying yeah. Like I've seen these. I haven't seen them. You haven't Describe seen them. It's, <laughs> no. it's you know, it looks. It's a hundred thousand. I mean, it just looks like how you think a concert like that, an outdoor concert, would look pre-pandemic you know uh i don't think i mean i didn't like seek out to look for people in masks but just from everything that i saw it just looked like a standard festival show not like it's in the middle of you know a raging variant that a, a lot of people are being you know hit by so you know i think do you oh go ahead do you ever have do you ever have that that do you ever have the thought that like well, it is maybe a little bit um, arrogant or foolish, or I don't know what the right, the you know, human folly or whatever to think that we were going to get through this and and we weren't all going to get sick just a little bit somehow. For you know sure. what, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you have that thought? For sure. I mean, I feel like we've done. I feel like having the vaccines in place and ready for people to get um, is a huge step that protects us. But I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think a big part of me is always like, you know, how long until I get it or, you know, how long until Mm -hmm. we all have it, you know, that true herd immunity. Um, 
Well, like I don't know, the man. Walking Dead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone has it. I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I mean, I don't know. Like I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like the the, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I feel like it is kind of expected that people are are sick of being cooped up and they want to re- return to life and whatever that looks like for them, you know. I yeah. miss concerts. I have, you know, we've talked about this. I have tickets for shows that are coming up soon and I and they're not outdoors, they're indoors. Uh and I want to go to them. Right. You know, and uh you know, for me, a concert probably means having a beer or a drink or two and singing my fucking lungs out, you know? And right. uh I feel like a lot of people do that too and uh it's uh, it's misses the point a bit when you have a mask on. Um, so I think, I think this isn't going to be over anytime soon. And so it just kind of, I don't even know, like how we go on from here and in any way is, is baffling. You know, I don't, I don't quite know what the future holds. Well, I think there's a danger in, in, in resignation and being like, well, I don't need to get the vaccine anyway, but you do need to get the vaccine because you, um, you're going to get, if you do get this thing, chances are you're going to get a lot sicker than you would have otherwise. And, um, you know, you, you might even be more virulent or you might have a larger viral load, which means you're going to be more likely to spread it. And it's like, you know what it is? It's, if you're not, if you don't get the vaccine, you know what you're doing, man. You are committing the ultimate fucking party foul. Oh, for it sure. Is, you are just like harshing everybody's vibe. You you refuse to get the shot. You just spilled your beer in the host's lap. You just <laughs> ashed the blunt on the carpet. You just oh. puked in the planter box, man. You can't <laughs> hang, man. Party foul, not cool. Yeah, you're not going to get invited next time. Or you die and you can't go anywhere. Or you, die. <laughs> you go ultimate, underground. Ultimate uninvite. Yeah. Because uh, we probably wouldn't have invited you anyway. You know, because uh, because you punched our dad. But um, <laughs> but like <laughs> you know, you, you we couldn't even if if we had forgiven you. So um, anyway. Um, Coming up on this week's episode, we talk with SF Weekly's newest columnist, Stuart Shuffman, who you probably know better as Broke-Ass Stuart. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're joined today by Stuart Shuffman, who I'm sure many of you will know as Broke-Ass Stuart, man of letters, man about town, formal mayoral candidate, and publisher of BrokeAssStuart.com. He joins us today to talk about, well, there's a lot of things to talk about, aren't there? Welcome to the podcast, Stuart. All right. Thanks for having me. Woohoo! 
Yeah, you, you you've been you've been busy uh, on the road, debuting three episodes of a new web series uh, about San Francisco's pandemic resilience. That's called uh, "When the Lights Come Up in the City," um, and uh, making the move from our sister paper, the San Francisco Examiner, over to SF Weekly, where you are our newest columnist. And I gotta say, good to have you, man. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be there. Um, I'm excited to be with you at SF Weekly. It's, it's going to be a, it's a fun uh, change. You know, the examiner is great. I was at the examiner for, I don't know, something like six years. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is definitely, SF Weekly is definitely like more my vibe, I think. Yeah, yeah. So for the uninitiated, just in case people don't know who you are, uh, you've been, you, right before we started recording, you were telling me you've been in San Francisco for 19 years. You've done a ton of stuff. You've written for uh, many national and, and local publications, um, local, bold, italic, more national. Um, uh, I want to say Atlas Obscura, but that's not right. What's the, uh, what's the travel? Uh, Lonely Planet. The Lonely Planet. Yeah. Is it, w- catch us up on your bio. Oh, man, I've done so much. Uh, I started off making zines and selling them from my backpack, like, I don't know, like, what's that, something like 17 years ago, 16 years ago. It was Broke-Ass Stewart's Guide to Living Cheaply in San Francisco. Uh, I did a couple of zines like that, and I, I wanted to be a travel writer. That's kind of how that started. And I ended up getting the zines into some, the hands of someone at Lonely Planet. They liked it, so I got to go uh, to Ireland and write about Ireland for Lonely Planet back in 2006. Um, from there, I uh, ended up getting a book deal and uh, doing... Uh, Two of my own books, uh, Broke Ass Stewart's Guide to Living Cheaply in San Francisco, one for New York, and then actually a third book eventually was like a general guide to like how to survive as a broke ass everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that came out around the same time. Uh, my TV show did. I did a TV show in 2011 on IFC called Young, Broken, Beautiful, and it was a travel show where I got to go around the U.S. explore the weird and wonderful in different cities. Yeah. Uh, since, since then, which is like 10 years ago now, which is crazy, uh, I definitely have done all kinds of other stuff. Um, I... I ran for mayor, as you know. I, I did not. I did not win, thankfully. Um, yeah, done, a lot of pressure. Uh, that would have been terrible if I won. Like, the, the only way I could have lost that election is if I had won that election. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but uh, you know, since then I've, I did a, you know what a, so much. I'm always doing projects. I had a project where I did a live like a variety show, like a David Letterman show for like a year and a half called The Kind of Late Show with Broke Ass Stewart, and we had all kinds of cool uh, uh, you know uh, guests like Boots Riley. Uh, Terry from Mythbusters, uh, circus performers, all, all kinds of cool people. Uh, last year, I, last year, 2019, I did a web series called Shaky Ground, which was like a Portlandia for San Francisco. And mm-hmm. most recently, I teamed up with Hearsay Media and my dear friend Megan Mitchell, and we put out a very cool web series. The third one just came out um, uh, Thursday. Uh, yeah, Thursday, and, mm-hmm. which was The Outer Sunset, and the, the web series is called... Um, when the lights come up in the city and it's all about the people and places and uh, businesses that have helped us all get through this pandemic. Yeah. So you join us, um, you join us today and, and you join us SF weekly in, as, as our newest columnist at yet another, <clears throat> you know, crazy chapter in the pandemic with the Delta variant, you know, making the unvaccinated and you should get vaccinated if you haven't making the unvaccinated very, very sick and, and even making the vaccinated uh, sick, the, these so-called breakthrough cases and people are masking back up and all of a sudden uh, air travel uh, may look a little bit less enticing, especially if you were on the plane with that shitty frat bro. Did you, you see that video where they, they taped into the seat? Oh, man, that, that's such a great example of don't start no shit, won't be no shit. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that guy was a fucking douchebag. He said something about my, my fucking parents, $2 million, my grandfather. And then he got taped to the seat. 
Um, what did he say about $2 million? His, he his family's worth $2 million. I think he was saying, you know, like, I don't know. It reminded me of this Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode where, like, <laughs> they're the frat boy aliens and the dude keeps saying, my dad owns a dealership. I was just like, <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> cool, cool story, bro. Yeah, um, that, that never turns. Anybody who's always like, do you know who I am? He's usually nobody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, I guess I guess you took a plane to Nashville and you talk about Nashville in your first column with the mm-hmm. weekly. And, you know, you, you had kind of a tale of two cities there, two different experiences. And, and you know, you kind of put that together into a little bit of a think piece about um, masks and compliance with public health orders you know public health orders sound so like ominous but it's like what w- the way you end the article is like you know it's it's for the good of all of us right yeah but thank you for your excellent editing skills you were you were a darling you're fantastic it was a trip being out there because coming from san francisco and, and i make this joke in, in the in the uh, column but you know where people like double mask their dogs mm-hmm, and going mm-hmm. to fucking tennessee which has an abysmal uh vaccination rate it's like they, the state's vaccination rate is below 40 percent uh, yeah. and and D- davidson county i think is the county uh, nashville's in it's like it's below 50 percent uh and you know you go down to to, to, to slow, lower broadway which is like um you know like like the redneck bourbon street kind of and, <laughs> yeah and uh and it's like there, there's no masks and then you know people yeah. coming from all over i mean it's it's just a fucking covid clusterfuck you know and then yeah, it's all like these that sturgis sturgis bike rally or something totally like that. except at least the music's better than having to listen to smash mouth um, <laughs> there's some some good honky-tonk music you gotta say that uh yeah. there's actually some there's some great honky-tonk music down there yeah um, music city but, music music city row there, there's some great stuff honestly but uh you know we were afraid to go i mean a lot of outside of a couple places on on um uh lower broadway most of the music just like shitty cover bands you mm-hmm, know and mm-hmm. there's a couple places where there's some stellar fucking music uh but you know, uh, it was myself, my 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 wife, and my buddy Dan, and uh, we were the only ones masking up down there at all. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then you go to East Nashville, and East Nashville is like you know, like Austin or like you know, or or Berkeley, you know, compared to like you know mm-hmm. the other shit. And so it's like you know, you see all these like Black Lives Matter signs and rainbow flags, and like uh, I was like, oh, uh, this feels familiar. This feels more comfortable. It's slightly more humid, but more you know, it feels like home. Right? <laughs> yes, a little and, bit more. And, and um, you know. We, we, I remember the first place we went in there. Kyle and I went into this ice cream shop, and there was like people were wearing masks there. Not only the not only the employees, but also like half the customers were wearing masks, you know. And, uh, and this was just when people were starting to talk about the Delta variant. So mm, yeah. um, it's a trip out there, you know. The the the, the governor of, of Tennessee is a fucking Yahoo, and uh, so right. he he's one of these people who's like leading his people to death, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, all it's, to it's, prove it's a, a point about something, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, the America. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, you got in there in a in a, in a narrow window, and um, and and now now you're back, um, and um, welcome back, and <clears throat> welcome you. home or whatever <laughs> to to SF SF Weekly. And um, speaking of home, you and uh, you and Megan Mitchell with Hearsay Media have just dropped the third installment in in i think what you hope to be an even longer web series that you know goes into every neighborhood in san francisco if you can if you can um but you're focusing on um on the 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 resilience of of san francisco um can you talk about this a little bit and like what you found and some some of the stories that that really um stick out 
Yeah, you know, it's cool to do it. Meg and I have been good friends for for a while now, and we've always wanted to do like a figure out a good project to do together. And uh, they kind of came together with this one, where we, she and I co-created this thing, and um, it's great. We go through uh, North Beach, the Bayview, and Outer Sunset, and we we find and talk to people and, and businesses that have helped to you know help their communities get through the, this this bullshit, you know, this pandemic. And you know, everything from um, you know, this the senior center. In uh, Bayview, it's like the, the folks there are helping build this new sign that's going to be uh, welcoming people to the Bayview, which is pretty cool. To like Al's attire in North Beach, uh, with, you know Al's character, and he's been a, a, a clothing maker and a cobbler for you know since the '80s in, in the city. To, to uh, the Outer Sunset, where you know there's artists and there's uh, brand new brand new pizza places, and, and each each one has its own theme. So the Bayview's theme was like you know uh, how how businesses had pivoted because you know. Uh, the Bayview's always had to do more with less compared to other neighborhoods, you know. And uh, North Beach's theme was like, you know, things that the, the music keeps on going. North Beach, it just immediately just figured it out, and, and, and things kept happening. And then the Outer Sunset's theme is like all the new things that popped up there uh, during the pandemic. And it's it's really cool getting to shine light and show love to these people who are who are helping other people get through this just by just by their existing. You know, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. And um. Yeah, the dream is to do more of these. You know, hopefully we got to get lots of views first, and that's the, unfortunately the hard part because the algorithms are stacked against us. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm, yeah. But uh, but you know that's that said, um, you know we're getting good good vibes from it so far. Everybody who sees it loves it. Yeah, well, it's it's a great project. I've uh, I haven't watched all three. I've watched um, uh, most of two, and uh, gotta say, go check that out if you have time. You can catch it on uh, Hearsay Media. Uh, What's the what was that hearsay.org? Hold on, I got it right here. Hearsay media hearsaymedia.org. Um, when the lights come up in the city. And we have um, one of those episodes embedded on our website um, under the film tab. So if you go to SF uh, SFweekly.com, you can you can catch the outer sunset episode. Um, yeah, well, you know, I think I think that's about all the time we have today. And just wanted to uh, to welcome you once again and thank you for joining us today and look forward to uh hearing your thoughts and your musings on this great city of ours i'm excited to, to be part of the team it's uh you know I've, I've i've been a journeyman you know i've been around lots of different publications and I've, i don't think i've ever written for the sf weekly till right now so this is exciting yeah, uh, yeah and before i go can i plug one thing yeah for sure what do thank you got you. So we just put out this really great thing called the uh, the Oakland and East Bay Beer Passport, and okay. uh, you buy it you buy it from my website, and uh, in it is 28 coupons uh, for 28 different uh, bars in the East Bay, mostly Oakland and Berkeley and whatnot, where you t- come in and you, you take in a coupon and get a two for one beers. Nice, nice. So uh, if you're listening and you're in the East Bay, it'll it'll sort you out. It'll change your life. At least, at least till the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. Grab grab some beers on Stuart. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Stuart. Appreciate your time today. Take care. Thank you. All right. much for listening to this week's edition of the sf weekly podcast the episode was produced by me nick veronin my co-host is kevin hume our audio engineer is mike huguenor 
For more hot takes, deep dives, and alternative views on San Francisco news, subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at sfweekly.com, and pick up a copy of the paper. See you next time, everybody. Mm-hmm.